This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. It's not often that I read a post on Facebook that pulls on my heartstrings, but I did last week when I went on to Pastor Tsepo Masala's page. It read as follows. On my way to Joburg today, I was praying to find her alive, and I found her. This is the mother who was taking care of me while I was still a street kid. Pastor Masala goes on to say that this woman allowed him to eat the remaining food from the pots after she'd finished selling, and she did this for the three years he lived on the street. Pastor Masala was my guest on the show last week when he described his life on the streets. And if you missed that interview, you're welcome to get the podcast on the HiFM website. But this week, he tells me how he turned his life around and founded the Kingdom of Hope Ministry. Pastor, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much again for having me here. It is really a blessing. And as I'm sending also the greetings to your listeners of HiFM. We ended the interview when you had just returned home from three years on the streets. And yes. once you came home, your, your, your stepdad and your mom were very surprised to see you. They thought you'd mm. passed on. Your mom was happy, but she passed away a few days later. Carry on. What happened next, Pastor Masala? It is when now I have to understand that I'm on my own now. And now life has to begin from here. So that's when now I learned to stand on my own. Now I have to go at home. We never owned any home that we can say, this is my home. We never had that place because we were staying at my sister's place with all my siblings and my mother and, and with the stepfather. So now because they are no more, we have now to scatter like the children of Israel when they were in slavery in Egypt. So now we have to scatter all over and find a place to stay. So I've started hiring now, starting to rent. I'm not working, so I'm starting to rent places with whatever that I'm getting because I was selling tins, I was selling papers. So whatever that I will get there, then I will start to pay the rent because we're paying like something like 50 rent. It was around 20, it was around 2006, 7, 2005, 6, 7, around those years. So that, that's how it was. Just after the death of my mother, everything, it was, it went back. I wished that I could be forever young. I, I wish that I, I could have never grown up to experience this kind of things. So, you know, I had a mind, in my mind, I had questions that why is it that the person will be born and after being born and the person will die? And when I was asking those questions, it was when I was carrying the, I was carrying the, the dead body of my mother with my own, with my own hands, you know. So the body was still fresh. The body was still hot because she, she passed on on her way to see the doctor. So I had to take her out of the car that was taking her to see a doctor. So I don't know. I think maybe that that is the trauma that I'm going to live with for the rest of my life because I carried my mother. I, I, I carried that, 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 that dead body of my mother. So yeah, that, that's how life was. It was, it was, it went really, uh, really bad from there, mama. It was, it was just a pain, a really pain. Losing my mother was a, was painful. So you decided then you're going to start your life off the streets. You're working, you're paying a little bit of rent. Was it a very difficult transition? It was because now you should understand now you have now to depend on your own. You have to be a man in a boy's body. You must be a man, yet you are a boy. You don't enjoy being a boy now. You have to man up while you have to enjoy being a boy. So now you have to man up. You have now to roll off your sleeves, go and make a living. I will still 
uh, peaches from the trees of people because I had nothing to eat during that time. If I manage to get 50 rand, then I have to pay a rand for food that I have to eat. I will go into every tree that has peaches. I will steal a plastic that is full of peaches so that at least I can have something to eat for that week until maybe there is something maybe that can happen. You know, if I made extra, because you should remember that when you are selling these tins, you know, the cans and the papers, they are not really making much of money, those things. You can you can have this big bag like this. And when you come back, you you, you have 6520 How did you go on to form the Kingdom of Hope Ministry? The Kingdom of Hope Ministries, it was formed after I decided to give my life uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ. It was a turnaround, especially that was caused by when I saw death of my mother made me actually to see God more. If there's anything that made me to know that who is Yahweh and to know why a person was born and now a person has to die, it was because of the the, the death of my mother. If my mother could have not been, uh, if if my mother could not, could have not died, I don't think that I should even have founded the Kingdom of Hope Ministries. But to cut the story very short. After being a born again Christian, now I'm starting now to learn more about God. I'm starting now to refresh my mind. Everything now, it becomes new now. I'm changing the life now. I'm living a different life. It's a new normal. Now I'm, I know God. It was a total turnaround. I have now to start depending on God. Uh, I, I have to go to church. I was submitting to this church. I'm asking food from the church. The pastor will give me something to eat. And the congregation, they will now start to pay rent for me. That's more rent. And then I'm starting working at Kawash now. Uh, that's how it started. Uh, last year around May, as I'm preaching, as I'm motivating, you know, the companies will call me for motivations, schools, and, uh, you know, Know, the events they're going to be hosting events they're going to call me for for motivational talks eh, to speak to young people also to speak to people in companies to speak life into the dry bones and now i'm starting to preach people are inviting me to their crusade revivals to their ministries to their meetings now now i'm growing as i'm growing then the lord uh, allowed me now god allowed me now to open my own ministry which is kingdom of hope ministries international it is based at Drizik at Orange Farm. So it was not even about money or anything because where I am, the community there, I mean, you are pastoring a church that cannot pay bills for itself. It depending upon you. So it's not about money. It's about the calling. I understood that God saved me even from the street. Remember I said last on my previous interview when last week, I said my friend died like a dog when I saw his brain, you know, all over the floor being thrown from the third floor. So now God saved me and spared me from that filthy life, from that life. So I understood that now this is the calling and there is a purpose why I am alive. So I had to serve my purpose. That's how I formed the Kingdom of Hope Ministries International. It was formed on May, 9th of May. This year on May, we're going to be doing our one-year celebration. So it's one-year celebration. And um, Pastor, you speak about the community that you perish, and it's a poor community. But yet you took the time to go into town to find who you called your mama. That yes. after you for the three years. Tell us yes. that story. What she will do, she will cook food. She was selling at the street, you know. As she was selling, 
she will call me Mfanawami. Mfanawami means my young boy. Hosala, come here. And then she will say, here's the plate of food. When you're done eating, uh, please wash my pots, you see. And then the second day, she will do that. Until now, I'm getting used to that, okay, around this time later, when mama is done cooking, uh, when she's done selling the food, she will call me now to come and wash the pot. So around that time, exactly by five o'clock, I am there making sure that I am just near, near her. Then after eating, I will wash the pots. So now the routine changed now. I'm washing the pots. After washing the pots, all the remaining food, they were mine. So that's how it was. She took care of me, that uh, that mother, uh, because after, after nine months when I was at Street Kid, and for the rest of the years, she has been good to me. That's why I had to go and found her. When I found her, at least I made sure that the bit of money that I had, I, I, I give to her just to thank her. She could not even believe when she saw me. I'm no more the same person, you know. I was dark in complexion. I was, I was, I was dead while I was alive. I was finished. My body was all over. You could be able to see uh, even uh, bones inside my skull. But now when she saw me, she was so surprised that, wow, uh, you understand. So I had to go back because uh, the, the roots to where you are going has to be traced from where you are from. So I had to go back just to trace the roots and thank that mother. You were able to find her. She was very, very moved by you. But you continue to work among homeless people. Do yes. you think that you've got, because of your experience, you have a greater yes. understanding in terms of helping? Yes. You know, because of the background that I'm coming from, I had now to go to streets now to help the guys who are living in the street. There is an organization that I'm working with that when I told them, I met this guy, Clive Mashishi. When I met Clive Mashishi, I told him what is it that I have because I saw him being here and there with Safi, South African Friends of Israel. So I went there and he liked the background. Then now he found this uh, organization called the Angel Network. So I told them, what is it by uh, this woman, Glenn, you know, Goldberg and Haley. So I told them where I'm coming from. They got touched by the story. Then they asked for an interview for me at the Star newspaper. Then they took that interview. After taking that interview, the Angel Network helped me and start to go to the street there to give the guys sleeping blanket because remember I was living with a plastic now I'm giving them sleeping blankets remember I used to to use a fist as my pillow now there is a pillow in that comfy comfy bag and there is also a a, a blanket again there and there is also a small onion porridge then now they also uh, did this project of helping these guys who are living at at parks the park dwellers because I was staying me I was staying at, at the street you know we went with them we ran that that event it was a success and they are still continuing to do that then also me as an individual I, I have homes that I'm helping I have uh, the centers that I'm helping through the help that I'm getting from individuals or from organizations. I mean, I'm going to be, uh, may God help if there's anyone maybe who might be like also to, to help, you know. I have 700 kids that I'm taking care of uh, with food, you know that I'm getting from the Angel Network, even also from the church and from my pocket, you know, uh, from organizations like Safi and even uh, sometimes even the Jewish board, they are able to assist us with food parcels. I'm also helping families, you know, uh, not for my church. No, 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 no. I'm helping families all over. But the lack of resources, it is really killing me because I want to go also to provinces, you know. And there are also these guys who are smoking uh, cigarette, nyaupe, everything that 
drinking alcohol. They want to get out of those things, but the resources, they don't allow me. You know, if I can get as much as resources to help those guys, you know, their sound system to reach them also, because now uh, sometimes the event, they become too, too big for me. Uh, they, you know, I don't have sound. I'm using my mouth even at church. So it, it, it's really bad, but it, it's working. Now, not long ago, last week, I took 20 guys to rehab. They said to me, we want to go to rehabilitation. We don't want to smoke nyaupe anymore. I buried the three of them. I'm even their past. I buried three of them at street there who are smoking nyaupe, mama. It is very painful. It is very painful, Pastor. And the fact that you've been through it yourself must mm. make it more, more real and more relevant. And, it's and emotional, you, mama. Yeah, emotional. And also give you the edge in terms of your compassion and your desire to help. We have um, come to the end of our interview, Pastor. But in, in terms of where you see yourself in a year, what would you like? If God can help me uh, in future, if I can have a home that I can build for these people that they don't have places to stay, I think I could have accomplished my purpose in this lifetime. And also, number two, if I can change the lives of as many people as I can, that to me will be a, a happiness. And yeah, God will really, you know, even also, I remember my son died when he, when he was eight months. So if also I can see myself opening even the children's home, helping also these children's mama, to me, it's going to be a, a, a blessing, mama. Pastor, usually at the end of my interview, I say anybody's welcome to contact me. But if anybody could help um, Pastor Masala, they should contact the Angel Network. um, Because I know the Angel Network are supporting you. And uh, they're doing incredible work uh, with your ministry, with Clive, throughout the country, actually. Uh, It's an incredible organization. So if anybody would like to support the pastor, you're welcome to contact me, but you're also welcome to contact the Angel Network. Pastor, thank you so much for your two-part series on sharing your life. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. It was really indeed a blessing. I'm so happy and I thank God for your life and your listeners. May God bless you. Shalom. Thank you very much. Shalom. That was Pastor Tsepo Musana, who has founded the Kingdom of Hope Ministry after spending three years on the street.